following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children simply based on the color of their skin. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children. These kids need to hear that no one is born this way. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries right here, Monday through Friday, on the Word Columbus at 1020 a.m. Eastern Time. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. If you look at the details of what is being taught in some of our schools, what do we see? What is actually happening at the classroom level in Ohio schools and how are teachers being trained. I wanted to have today's guest on the show because of the research she has done on her school district and how well she presents the case and this information for all of us to understand and unfortunately to as a result become very very concerned but we we know there is much that we can still do. Shana Chan is right now a stay-at-home mother to three kids, ages 3, 6, and 10. She and her family moved here from West Los Angeles three and a half years ago. She has children in the Dublin, Ohio City schools. And before her uh, career change to become a mother, of course, uh, and a stay-at-home mother, at this point, she was a civil trial attorney at the Department of Justice Tax Division. And before that, she was a federal law clerk, a clerking for a district court chief judge in Tucson, Arizona. So welcome to Mission America Radio, Shana. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to have been in contact with you because you write an incredible blog um, with facts and figures and details and quotes about what you have found in uh, in Dublin. So let's just walk back first. Tell us about your family's background that leads you into some concerns about what you're seeing. Um, okay. Yeah. My, my husband is Chinese. His parents um, immigrated here from China and uh, Taiwan um, back when they were younger. And um, so we have a biracial family and, I I have kept my eyes on just kind of race 
in general. I mean, I keep up with what's going on and how people are talking about it. And so um, I, and I already was aware of what critical race theory was because we learned about it in law school back 15 years ago. Um, it wasn't, it had not made it to mainstream yet, um, but I knew what it was. And a lot of people kind of joked about it because it was just not taken seriously at the time. Um, so when I saw this um, seeping into our schools, I actually saw it in an email um, where our principal at our elementary school was, was, was promoting the book White Fragility, um, which just brings in the concept of critical race theory. Um, I was pretty shocked because um, what um, that book teaches, and Robin D'Angelo in general, is that all white people are racist, and she specifically says that um, it doesn't matter if, you know, your husband is, is if, if you are related to a, a person of color, basically, you're, if you're white, you're racist. And you're, you're, you're always trying to keep your hold of kind of white supremacy over these people. It doesn't matter if you're related to them. So for me, that built a wall directly um, down the center of my family. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, yes, and so I had always been um, kind of wary of these ideas, which have been around for, you know, several years. Um, making their way into the mainstream. So when I saw this in my children's elementary school email, um, I was pretty outraged um, and thought maybe it was a mistake. And that that was last February um, during Black History Month when this when this happened. And I I went to the principal and, and I got the promotion taken off of the email. But um, and I thought that had been the end of it. And that's sort of how I got into this whole thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. And then you started. You've posted uh, photos and and lots of quotes and documentation on your blog. For instance, a Black Lives Matter organization, that that logo uh, poster, um, hanging in the Dublin school, one of the classrooms. Isn't that correct? Um, Yes. There's at least one on a virtual classroom that was taken down for a while and then put back up. and there, there are several in the schools. I haven't been able to get photos of all of them, so I didn't want – I've had people, firsthand witnesses, tell me, you know, where they're hanging at, but I didn't want to put it on my blog without some physical evidence um, of them. So, yeah. I have and so seen, I've seen a couple and heard about more. Yes, go ahead. Right. So, well, so just to be clear, I mean, our listeners, many of them have listened to me before, so they know where I stand on this, but – uh, there's nothing wrong with that statement, Black Lives Matter, um, except that it implies something as if people have been thinking for a long time, wow, black lives don't matter. Or the other issue is, of course, it uh, endorses this movement and this organization. And you did some amazing uh, research that's on your blog about, you said, as I flipped through the BLM site today, and this is a blog from the recent past, I see this note at the top, join the movement to fight for freedom, liberation, and justice. And then right below are a bunch of suggested ways to do this. I'm going to just read a few of these, let you react to this. Um, Expand the Supreme Court to expand federal abortion rights uh, (laughs) and qualified immunity for police officers in order to and the prioritization of protecting white supremacy in policing, expel certain Republican members of Congress, defund the police, buy exclusively from black-owned business because um, white supremacist capitalism invented policing in order to protect its interests, and reparations for all black people, and so on and so on. So, yes, there's a lot to be concerned about. Um, What else did you find out? Um, Well, I was... Once I, I spoke at a school board meeting in August about masks, but after I had spoken, a lot of 
a lot of people started sending me documents, and some of them were from um, teacher trainings. Um, there was one that was an LGBTQ plus training that was um, was telling teachers that they should not out um, their students to mm -hmm. the parents. Um, and there was another training where um, they were, it, it appeared to be telling the teachers that they had to use the child's preferred pronoun in the classroom, even if the parent didn't know about it or disagreed with it. Um, so I was, I was concerned about these documents and, and they were not exactly clear on what was happening. I mean, it looked, I would need a very good explanation to tell me that is not what they were saying. But um, so I did go to the diversity director and try to get information that she refused to meet with me um, for about six weeks, and then she ended up resigning for reasons that no one's ever given us. Um, and then that's after the, that, that's the diversity yeah. director. Did you say the diversity director? Yes, we had hired a new diversity director sometime. I think it was last year in May, I think. Um, and she, so she had come on board and had started putting together all of these new trainings. And at the time, before she resigned, um, I hadn't seen all the trainings. I still haven't seen all the trainings, but I did do a document request in December, which I finally got. Um, well, one of my friends did the request. But anyway, we worked together. And in December, we did it in December, got the information January or February. And the information that we got was all CRT. I mean, mm -hmm. probably 75% of uh, telling the teachers, you know, this is the problem. This is what we need to do. Here are all of these articles. I mean, it was all from um, treating critical race theory as it was like this incontestable truth. Um, it was not a, hey, let's look at this and consider this kind of thing. And, and let's consider another viewpoint. It was all CRT. Um, and I was pretty blown away because our superintendent had just said in December that this was not in our schools. This was, if anyone told you that, they, they had some sort of crazy thing going on. This was not here. And clearly it had been there. Um, for over a year at that point. Well, you know, th this is what gets me, Shana, is the deceptiveness uh, with the, these leaders saying it, all of a sudden last year, uh, late in May, after a number of school board meetings around the country, and it, it was publicized here in Ohio, and that's about the time you went to the school board as well. Uh, all of a sudden, there's talking points popping up all through the mainstream media. Oh, there's no CRT in schools. Oh, there's when all you have to do is look back at the National Education Association's previous year's <laughs> meeting, and they passed a resolution promoting CRT. And then, yeah. whoops, when it got out and it was publicized, it suddenly was dot down from their website, but it's still out there. You know, these people yeah. are just lying. Does this just disturb you? That's almost an even worse situation than the actual content itself, is that we can't trust so many of the people in education leadership. D does that bother you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was probably the main thing for me because when I when I first um, got into this back in August, you know, the first thing I did was go straight to the diversity director because I wanted to know what was happening. I did not want to believe that there was some conspiracy. You know, I just I wanted information from her. And so I was so blown away by the fact that she refused to talk to me. She ignored me. I had to get the board president involved just to have her return my emails. And then she kept telling me she was checking her calendar for six weeks. I mean, and I had these documents. I showed them to her over the email. I said, I just want these explained to me, but she could not take the time to do it. And it's, that was what made me think, oh, wait a minute, something else is going on here. Like, why, why, can't, why can't they just explain this document to me? Um, and, and that was what got me most enraged. It's just, where's the transparency? These are our children. We, we have the right to know what is happening to them when they are at school and what their teachers are being trained to do with them. Yeah, and we have the right to 
when they say things like and make such a big deal out of concepts like diversity, equity, and inclusion to actually practice some of that, you know, like answer your emails, for goodness sake, you know, (laughs) Um, and not put a wedge between your family. I mean, we, it's not simply, you know, many, many families are are reporting that their middle schooler and up children in the last couple of years are coming home and are just all of a sudden are critical of everything about their family's background, their entire heritage, because they've been taught that whiteness is terrible uh, and that all people of color are victims. And, but for your family, it would, if your children came home with this, it would be right down the middle of your family. Yes, exactly. And that is what, sorry, my, my three-year-old. Okay, baby. Um, my, uh, sorry, that was my thing. <laughs> um, yes, that, that's the thing for me is that I think that if my family was was not biracial, um, it would be easier for me to kind of sit back and be like, okay, well, let's just hope this works itself out eventually. Um, I feel like it's an attack directly onto my family because it it says that I can't understand the things that they feel, um, you know, that, that I have, uh, there's no, there's no right for me to have a conversation with them about any of this. It's, it's, It's all about, you know, how they feel about it. And if I feel differently or if I have a different, you know, a different way of approaching something, well, that's because you're racist and you don't understand. And I, it's terrifying to me, you know, to think that one day my kids might come and say to me, you don't understand, mom, because you're white. You know, you can't, we can't have this conversation, mom, because you're white. Or you don't understand how, how this matters to me because you're white. Like, I just, mm-hmm. the yeah. idea that that could ever happen is just horrifying yeah. to me because what can you do? Mm-hmm. I am white. Okay. But that doesn't define mm-hmm. me. That doesn't, that doesn't make whatever I say. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't change it. So, so um, right. Right. And, and, and the, the, we have now uh, a, a bill that's just been introduced in the Ohio House, uh, House Bill 616, which is similar to, in some ways, to the recently well-publicized um, parental rights bill in uh, Florida, which uh, the other side labeled, wrongly labeled the Don't Say Gay Bill. And I've written about it as the Don't Allow Grooming Bill. Well, this uh, House Bill 616 in Ohio has elements of... Um, that uh, prohibition on teaching uh, about sexual orientation and gender identity in the early grades and then uh, age appropriate later on. But also uh, it uh, bans uh, deba- uh, divisive racial concepts in the 1619 project and, and mythology that goes along with this false history. So um, when we come back from our break, I mean, we're coming up on our breaks here, so I'm not probably going to ask you any other other question, but I would like to get your take on some of these other issues and how they're all being blended together under the racial, uh, the racial umbrella, which we've been seeing for a long time. They've, they've swept uh, the LGBTQ behaviors um, uh, into a racial concept, which they don't fit into uh, for, for years and years. And so uh, I'd like to get your, your take on that. And also some of the, you've seen, you looked at some of the books that are being offered in Dublin schools Uh, a special donation uh, from the Harper's Publishing uh, Center, uh, Harper's Corner, uh, which yours is not the only school that's being given these suddenly donated books. So we're talking with Shana Chan, who is a mom of, um, she is married to uh, uh, a Chinese American and they have, uh, her family is biracial and she has a lot of interest in these issues, diversity, equity, and inclusion, quote unquote, in the Dublin schools. Stay with us on Mission America Radio. We will be right back.
Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today with Shana Chan, who is the mother of three in the Dublin, Ohio City schools. Uh, That's where her children attend. And uh, she um, is uh, married to a man who is a first generation Chinese American, parents born in Taiwan and mainland China. And she herself is white. And so with her biracial family, she's particularly concerned that the Dublin city schools might actually live up to the claim to be diverse, uh, equitable and inclusive. But it sure isn't seeming that way with an infusion of the hardcore, hard left, um, very rigid uh, uh, critical race theory infused teaching. So, uh, Shana, tell us what um, you were looking at a number of books and what were some of the types of topics you were seeing for elementary uh, grades in the Dublin schools? Yeah, I'm part of the parent group that kind of keeps up with things that's going on. And people were talking about books that they had started seeing. I don't know if they just found them at the library, but um, or if the kids had actually brought them home. But anyway, there's there are a lot of books that have been um, donated from different donors. One is Harper's Corner. That um, some of them are perfectly fine. Um, they're just you know books about children um, from different backgrounds, and mm-hmm. that's great. Um, but then some of them are um, they they really push uh, Black Lives Matter on them. There's like protest books. Um, and they only come from a left sort. Like, I've looked at these books. They, they talk about protests and how you can change the world, um, you know, special, social justice warriors. But it's only about progressive left movements. There's never anything in them about, you know, any conservative movements, um, like the March for Life. They, they never mention that. They mention a bunch of us. Um, then, then there's also a couple of books that I've seen at the elementary school, including my children's elementary school here, um, that was, I don't know how it made it on the shelves, but it it was a poetry book, and it, it actually described a rape in it. Um, there was a mm-hmm. knife fight in another part, um, and there was some other just really bad language in it. And um, it's there on the shelf right now. It's at several of the elementary schools here. I've checked with other parents, we, and you can look it up online and see it there. And I'm not sure what happened or how it got there. Um, and when we started talking to administration about it, it took several weeks, meant two or three weeks now, I think. I think maybe they're talking about moving it off the shelf now. I'm, I'm not sure, but I feel like um, with this push to get, you know, to get all of these books in, there's some stuff coming in that, that has no business to be in, in our schools, especially our elementary schools, uh, and people yeah. aren't paying attention to, to what it is. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is you look at what the publishers are coming out with, it's more and more sensational, and it gets way worse at the middle school level, the young adult uh the young adult uh, literature sections, quote unquote, from, you know, ages 10, 11 and up. uh, Some of it is just obscenity and it's total trash. It's it's almost like a caricature of if you were to sit down and write the worst, most horrifyingly obscene and and (laughs) emotionally uh, unstable book you could possibly put before children, then let's have an author do that and see if we can get away with it. I mean, that's what it seems like. And um, Um, so- In, in Harper's Corner, so they're just donating uh, $12,000, and parents had no idea about, and they're they're heavily these left-wing books, these far radical books, correct? Um, yes. I mean, not all of them. Um, you know, a lot of them are, they're perfectly fine. It's just they, they, shove, they shove this other stuff in there. So, you know, you don't right. realize what you're getting unless you're paying close 
question. So, you know, right. they have all these great things. I, I love my history, but then they put in, you know, George is in there, um, which is one of the, the transgender books um, mm-hmm. that, that people have talked about. Um, and then there's the poetry book that I talked about. There's the protest books where they're really pushing these kids on these social justice movements um, that are all coming from a, the left. You know, there's nothing on the right. So there's, it's really an unfair representation if that's what you're worried about, which is what I keep being told is that all we want is, you know, we just want fair representation. We just want everybody to have a voice. Well, okay, but that doesn't appear to be what's actually happening. Well, it wasn't it wasn't, it, wasn't it from your um, your uh, reporting on this that uh, you reported that there's one fourth grade teacher that's asking all the children in her class to declare their pronouns. Yes, that happened back in August, and um, she she asked all of them to stand up, apparently, and and give their pronouns. The the teacher, I'm sorry, the parent. There were many parents who were outraged about this. They went directly to the board and the superintendent, and he did he did briefly touch on this um, in August at the board meeting that I spoke at, and he just said, you know, the, these trainings that we're doing, I think maybe we're going a little too fast. People aren't comfortable. You know, kind of was like, oh, sorry about that. Um, he didn't really address it much more than that. Um, and my problem with that was going a little too fast. Like, I just, this isn't about going a little too fast. This is about, hey, I don't want this happening to my Ever. fourth graders. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's that's happened. Um, I don't know. I don't know how often it's happened, but I do know there was at least one incident. Yes. And so, no, some of this, you know, they they always use the excuse that we're just, we just need to catch up. No, we need to, this is backwards. We're going back to barbarism in, you know, painting (laughs) some of this as, as, as beneficial. It's not, I mean, this is uncivilized behavior. You're asking kids to put a, put a, a a smiley face on. Um, So have you seen the blending of, you know, the racial issue with the transgender or the LGBTQ issues in some of this? I mean, I know one of your um, blog posts, you had a picture of a, a book that was about the a Native American congresswoman um, who talked about, you know, how she was her, her history. and all. But at the end, she has to announce for some reason that she's lesbian. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we definitely see that. And that's, Again, there's, I have no problem with a lesbian at all. Um, and I think the book was great, except, you know, that part at the end. It's just, I mean, how comfortable would you be with me introducing myself as, hi, I'm Shana Chan. I'm a heterosexual. I mean, it's just, that's not how we introduce us to children. Um, and, and that was my problem with it, you know, that we're introducing sexuality when there's no reason to do that. Um, right. That's just putting it out there. So it's like shoving it in people's faces so quickly and age inappropriately, perhaps. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's there's just a lot going on. So thank you so much for what you have put out there for people to uh, learn from. Uh, Shana, where can they find you? Uh, we've got about 20 seconds. Uh, What's I'm at the... uh, Substack. Shana, Shana Chan at Substack. Um and we're also working on a website, transparenteducation.org. Okay. So you can you can try to go there and see if you can find information. Um, we're, we're we're building it. Most information is on my Substack right now. So okay, Substack. Okay, <laughs> great. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And this has been, I'm sure, a, an eye opener for a lot of folks. Um, so friends, just if you have children or grandchildren in the public schools or any of the schools, because 
guess what? This is in some of the Christian schools and Catholic schools as well. You know, just double check what they're what they're reading, what they're being taught, and do not give up. We can make changes here. Just remember, just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day.